Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of High Scores and High Spots. This is episode six. Uh, we're two weeks into this podcast. We hope everyone is enjoying it and listening. Um, and a quick shout out uh, to uh, Good Pods. If you're listening to this on Good Pods, you can share this podcast with other people. Uh, we would truly appreciate it. My name is Ryan. And with me is my brother, my co-host, the current high scores and high spots pay-per-view predictions champion, Nathan. Yes, and I plan on retaining that title today. We have a fun, fun podcast for you today. Yes, we are going to be doing money in the bank predictions. We're also going to be talking blood and guts. Um, along with NXT UK and Impact Wrestling. But we are going to kick things off with the video games. Uh, we've got an update for Nintendo. We got uh, EA, EA kind of uh, pissing off the entire gaming community and a bunch of other stuff to talk about. So uh, let's, let's just jump on into the, uh, in, in, into the, to the, to the, to the video games. Yes, let's do that. Um, let's start with Nintendo, Ryan, because they uh, they uh, bought a lot of uh, a lot of raw materials lately. Got a lot of people wondering what the hell is going on here. Um, so the reason that everybody's uh raising some eyebrows about this is because uh, they bought. A lot of raw materials, like a lot. And it's probably, I don't know, 20 times what they usually buy in a year. So people are expecting something to happen with this. Either they're stocking up, they're expecting a shortage on stuff so they can keep pumping out switches, or maybe they're doing another revision of the switch. Maybe they're working on that so-called new switch. Maybe they're working, I don't know. Something's happening. Hmm. Um, they did have a, uh, meeting with, uh, investors and somebody did ask the question of the raw materials. And all they said was, you know, they're, they're building up, uh, stocking up on materials more than they usually do and blah, 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 blah. There was a bunch of company speak and they didn't really give an answer. They just said they're stocking more than they usually do, but sounds like something's happening. What do you think? It is very weird. I mean, I don't know why they would be stocking up on on, on this stuff. There, there's a reason. I don't know why they won't say anything about it. Um, but I I would assume it has something like you said. I would assume it has more to uh, do with a, a potential shortage of this stuff, um, and they're just trying to get ahead of the curve in case that does happen. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, to spend that much money on something that may happen seems a little weird <laughs> it doubled yeah, that's, why, that's why and so. then not giving an answer about it i feel like is a is a giveaway that something's about to go down i don't it might not necessarily be a new switch like the, the other or the new the, the switch uh the next console for nintendo but it could be a high-powered switch the switch pro that everybody's always talking about maybe they're finally gonna do it i don't know something's happening i mean um I do look at it this way from a, from a, from a business standpoint, inflation is insane right now. 
And with everything rising, the cost of everything is going up. Maybe this is just them trying to say, we got to buy it now because it's only going to get higher and we can get it cheaper now than we're going to get it next year. Um, right. But again, there's always, there is that, uh, that, that thing in the back of your head saying, oh, here we go. New switch is coming. But I don't know. Um, I would assume this is probably just a business to business decision on something. They were probably looking at numbers and they're like, it's might as well just um, buy more. I mean, they doubled their 2019 uh, spending. So. Right. It's just, it's, it's just out of nowhere and weird, but no, I have something, something's going down, either nothing major or, and it's just them having more money than they know what to do with. So they're just going to buy more stuff. And, and then, like I said, being a Japanese company, also having a thing in America, I'm sure shipping costs aren't cheap. So, and they're probably maybe anticipating everything to go up more than it already is. And with gas prices and everything, maybe they're just trying to get ahead of the game. Yes. But we that's, could all that's what I think. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I just think maybe they, they don't want to have another shortage of switches and they're trying to, they're just going maybe because they, you know, weren't, they weren't making any for a while and they did run out. Maybe they're going to try to start ramping up production and making a whole bunch more. Yeah. So that way that they don't be. run out. I mean, they don't want that to happen again. I, I mean, there's still a chip shortage out there. Um, but Nintendo has seemed to kind of, cause they don't, they're, they seem to kind of level out now with their, they don't have many shortages on their products anymore. So they're not right. as bad as Nintendo or as Xbox and PlayStation. So maybe they're, they're maybe they're just going to ramp up production and start making more switches and switch pros and, or switch lights and switch OEDs and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's a very interesting story that we don't talk about much, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, okay. Let's jump into, uh, uh, also, let's stick with the Nintendo for a second because we also had uh, new Sega Genesis games. Yeah, we had an update on the Switch today. Um, I didn't realize this until it uh, it popped up on my Switch. We had an update for the Sega Genesis. So, uh, yes. four more games were added today. Yeah, one of them was one that you wanted. Yeah, so I'll definitely be playing that later. So we had, um. Mega Man The Wily Wars. Um, it's it's yes. a remake of the first three Mega Man games for Genesis. So oh, exactly, yeah. It was it well what what's good what's cool about this is granted, if people the people that really wanted to play it have probably already played it with ROMs and everything else, and it was on the Sega Genesis Mini. But uh this was only released in uh the UK in the European regions. So this had never been brought to the United States, you know, legitimately. And, uh, yeah, it's got the first, it's a remake of the first three. And then if you beat them, all three of them, you get the special tower thing with where you fight Wiley. So it's different. Pretty cool. Uh, we also had comic zone, which is the big one that you wanted, right? It's when we, when we asked, uh, when I asked you what games you wanted to see on the, on this yeah. uh, service, this was one that you said. So it's it's funny because Comic Zone has been in I think every Sega collection that's ever come out. 
Um, yeah. Comic Zone's been updated, but hey, it's cool. You know, it's a fun game. Um, so it's finally on there. I figured this was going to be like one of the first games they put on there just because Sega throws this thing around like it's like, you know, it, they don't really care about this game, it seems like, because they just throw it on every single collection. It's everywhere. So I was that's why I was just confused why it wasn't one of the first games, because it just seems to be their go to game to throw on everything. <laughs> it's Comic Zone. Um, but it'll be fun. I'll definitely pick that up. I'll be playing that when I'm on road trips or whatever, playing some Comic Zone. Um, we also have Target Earth, um, a run and gun shooter. I've never heard of this one. So it's going to be Yeah, I've never heard of this one either. The, the um, next two I have not heard of. Honestly. And then uh, uh, Zero Wing. Um, it's a side-scrolling shooter, um, but apparently it's it's – this is like a meme, heavily meme thing, because I guess like the English transla- translation is like, I guess bad or something. I so, I guess they like they didn't do the, the poor grammar on this thing. So I guess it kind of, it's been popular for a while in like the internet culture because of the 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 poor grammar on this game. So, <laughs> so I'm have to check it out. Um. Yeah, apparently there's there's a lot of um, they don't use proper pronunciation in, in this game. So I'm definitely probably playing it just to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, one of the most popular quotes is all your base are belong to us. Mm-hmm. People like stuff for weird reasons. Let me yeah, that's this game is popular because of the pad translation. <laughs> so. But those are all available now on the Switch through the Genesis. If you have the Nintendo Plus expansion uh, thing, um, these games you can play them now. So, hell yeah. Again, hell yeah. stealth drop that no one saw coming. They just happened to show up. They always drop it, and then they put out like a video after they drop it. They don't put out a video before like hyping you up. You'll just open your switch and see games and then you'll see a youtube video be like oh by the way these games are now on the switch <laughs> and you're like oh it would have been nice you could have told us before that these were coming. yeah no shit they never do that they just always drop it stealthily and then they're like oh yeah hey by the way we did this today <laughs> nintendo man <I'm> telling you. <laughs> um also let's 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 jump over to ea ryan they they, they rustled some feathers here <sighs> they were trying to be quirky um, they were trying to be funny, but this did not go over well. Um, so they start on Twitter. Uh, for backstory, there is this meme going around on the internet where it's it's on TikTok. It blew up, and it's basically like you're describing someone, and you say they're a ten, but then, but then you say like a something bad about them, or they're a four, but they're so it, it's I don't get it. I guess I'm not young enough to understand like why that's good. But anyway, that's how this started. And then EA tweeted, they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. Yeah. Um, uh, the internet kind of exploded on them here. Um, they they, they kind of basically almost rioted against EA. EA only makes a couple single player games. So to the people's credit, they are, you know, they, they, they're yeah. not helping themselves out there yeah. because they, they only have a couple and then the rest are all multiplayer games. Um, yeah, they're trying to be quirky, but man, I'll tell you what, you can't do that stuff nowadays. I'll tell you, people will jump on you. 
Yeah. Um, they ended up putting a tweet out later saying, uh, we'll take this L. Um, because uh, playing single player games actually make them an 11. But by that point, everyone was already to the point where they were done with EA and pissed off at them. Um, I mean, EA is is the loot box kings. They are the ones that have all every game they have is basically sing, multiplayer. Even their sports games are more driven towards the multiplayer aspect than the single player aspect. Um, so. Yeah, this 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 was not uh, <laughs> this 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 was the bad take. This this should have never been tweeted. I don't know who their uh, social media guy is or girl, but uh, this was a bad take. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, yeah, everyone was roasting them hard. I mean, because look, they and EA used to be great. You know, they made Dead Space, it's a great single player game. Um, but you know, recently they just don't care. They they do not care about single player games they shut down like all the studios that were making single player games um i, I don't know ea is the worst offender for this and they were probably the worst company to make this tweet <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they 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 really should uh should have thought that one through yeah um it was a funny yeah, little good. thing but again with something like that when you're purposely like a company that's gearing more towards or at least it looks like to the general public that you're gearing more towards multiplayer games and then you tweet that where you're basically saying that single player games suck essentially where you're saying that no there are 10 but they only play single player games which is to imply that that's not a good thing Mm, that's not a good look (laughs) right not Uh, a good look not a good look um ryan what you got you got anything else in video game news uh um we got some uh xbox game pass free game uh now available um so we got some coming this month here in july i'm trying to we got one right now Um, i'll find the rest of the list um in a second but the xbox games with gold um we've got beasts of marvoia island which is available all month long i've never heard of that um but um it's a new very kind of new game so it hasn't it's um not very long so you're a wildlife photographer and you track down and observe magical creatures that inhabit marvelia island so that seems different um also available from july 1st through the 15th we've got thrillville off the rails um it's a theme park simulator that was out like a 360 game wasn't it i feel like yeah um, that is available now through July 15th. Starting on July 16th, we got Relic, Relicta, Relicta. Um, right. It's like a first-person puzzle game. Um, it's free from July 16th through August 15th, and then Torchlight is available July 16th through August, uh, July 31st. And they. Yeah, it's described kind of like a Diablo RPG. So, yeah, yeah, Dungeon Crawler is probably a better description of it. Yes, yes. So, those are the free games. Um, right now, available on Game Pass, uh, Far Cry 5 is now available. Uh, so, Ooh. anyone that's never played the game, wanting to check it out, it is now available today on uh, cloud, console, and PC. So, Far Cry 5 is available on Game Pass. 
Plus, there'll be way more coming uh, later this month for Game Pass. So that's what's right. new in the Xbox world. Plus, a whole bunch of new perks are now available. Um, perks, you know, you get uh, certain packs and games. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Fall Guys is a, uh, a free skin. Um, you get Hulu, no ads, a two-month free trial. Um, that's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. That's pretty cool. Um, Madden and Marvel's Avengers, you get the Miss Marvel Future Suit Pack. Um, so there's a there's a bunch on here of <coughs> free stuff for uh for, for perks. So again, Game Pass Ultimate is really worth it just for the you know games, but also you get, get free perks every once in a while. So every month, some of them are I don't need, but some of them, you know, sometimes they put some pretty cool stuff on here. So right. If you're not an ultimate member, I would probably check it out if you're, you know, got an Xbox. Um, uh, let's see. There's a new game coming out. Looks kind of fun. It's called Stunt Fest World Tour. It is made by the same people that made Wreckfest. Um, All right. This game has a. It, so there's destruction derbies like the other game, but there's a new mode here. There's a jetpack. Um. You can eject out of your car, and then you drive around in a jetpack. Um, it looks crazy and fun. I don't know when it's it's not officially coming out, but the trailer came out yesterday. Um, I would check this trailer out if you're into it because it looks hilarious. Looks like a breakfast is a fun game. They look like they took breakfast and turned it up to eleven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like jetpacks where you like bounce off of uh, like trampolines and shit um and you just fly around in a jetpack and like you fly around in like a <laughs> like a gliders and stuff so i don't know this it, it looks like it could be a pretty fun game <laughs> from from what i've seen um and news you know sucker punch productions uh they were the they made ghost of tushima but they're also more probably known for infamous and sly cooper um they basically put out a blog post uh, talking about their 25th anniversary and basically said, we will not be making any more Sly Cooper or infamous games. Hmm. Well, that blows. Um, that really blows for infamous fans. Cause I, I know one, I know one infamous fan and uh, yeah, he'll be upset about that. Uh, it says the full quote is quote, as our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention of our studio. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts, so while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there are no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. Interesting. So, yes. Um, um, and they did say eventually, because I guess the servers are still up for Infamous 2, um, but they also went on to say that eventually we're going to have to shut those down as well. Um, they said they are going to do maintenance and they're going to move them to a new server, but they said uh, eventually we're, we're going to have to kick I am not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I did not know that uh they even had online for those games. 
Yeah, I, I didn't know that either, but apparently the servers are still active and there's a huge, I guess, core people that um, still play it, I guess. Um, there's a user-generated content. So I guess it's like there's a feature in Infamous 2. It's called user-generated content. And it's like you can create your own missions and you can create your own stuff. Um, hmm. They said there's still a lot of people playing them, but they did say they understand that. But they said, you know, the game is, you know, old <laughs> and, uh, you can only keep servers around for so long eventually i mean this game came out in 2011 so it's like 11 years that i mean eventually the servers gotta go away i mean the i'm surprised the ps3 still has online honestly yeah so i mean so I, I mean, if you're a fan of those it sucks um that they will never they're not gonna make any more right now i mean it there's not saying eventually they will they never will but it didn't didn't look good (laughs) um and we have an update on skate four nathan all right um so they they, we've got a very 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 pre 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 alpha gameplay um this is very early build uh the graphics is not good uh, it's a pre-alpha, pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-alpha, so it's not like it's going to have great um, graphics, but they did show off, like, the new fluid movements and the rail slides and all that, and it looks pretty good. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited. You know, I was a huge Skate fan. I put all three of them. Um, it's not really Skate 4. I think they're just going back to calling it Skate, which is weird. I guess it's right. rebooting the whole franchise. But... I was a big fan of this series, so I'm excited to see it back. They are um, looking for players who want to play test the game. Um, so if you're someone who'd be into that, uh, they're they're having an insider program, and uh, they're looking for people to test it and see if it works. Um, no word on if this game's ever going to come out soon. Uh, I would with where we're at with this pre 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 alpha, I. I give it at least a year and a half, two years probably, just based on where right. we're at now. Um, but I'm excited. It should be fun uh, when it does come out. I'm a big skate fan, um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, you know, it's fun to see the update. We hadn't had any updates in this game forever, so at all, really. So <laughs> I'm glad to see some sort of update at least. What lets me know they're still working on this game. <laughs> it is EA, so. You know, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Um that that's that's not all I've got. Um all right, let's get into much. uh let's get into uh some uh what do you think? Get into the wrestling? Are we ready for that? Uh yeah, I, I you know well yeah, let's ring that bell and let's uh Let's jump into the world of professional wrestling. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, AEW had their their show, uh, Blood and Guts. I just think of it, Ryan. All right, let's get into this show. So, Blood and Guts... It's a yearly tradition at this point where I will rant about <laughs> a blood and guts match. <laughs> yeah, um, we gotta get it in. So we started off with Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page. 
Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> this happened. Uh, Orange Cassidy won. Hey, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do a little bit. More it was justice. a good match. This match was, I did enjoy it. Yes. I like Ethan Page. I thought it was. I thought it was a fairly good match. They, 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 there was a little bit of inside stuff here, Ryan, which, you know, they usually do because it's AEW. Because they're the cool But there's a little inside stuff here, Ryan, because I don't know if you noticed or not, but um, they were in uh, Detroit where, I mean, it wasn't the same stadium as uh, WrestleMania three. But they were in Detroit where Andre and Hogan happened, where they, you know, the whole story of that match was Hogan trying to body slam Andre. And this whole story of this match was uh, Orange Cassidy trying to body slam Ethan Page. That's, yeah, but I mean. And, and lo and behold, that's how the match ended with a body slam. Yeah, very weird ending. Um yeah, I guess it's what's that storytelling, man? It's storytelling, but you're basically saying Orange Cassidy's a weak ass. Ethan Page isn't that big. Yeah, but so you're basically the whole story of this match was Orange Cassidy's weak and can't pick up Ethan Page. Yeah, and he finally did it, and the, and it was like this big moment. But I was like, it's Ethan Page. He wasn't wrestling. He wasn't wrestling. Fucking, you know, a three hundred pounder or anything. And yeah, hasn't true. Orange Cassidy picked up people that big before? Uh, I don't know for a body slam, but yeah, for beach break and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a good match. I, I, I actually do enjoy Ethan Page. I think he his heel work is great. His character is great. Um, I wish he would get more of a push and get to do yeah. more because when he does wrestle, I enjoy his matches. He just doesn't get to wrestle enough for me to see it. So I, I hope he gets more win- matches. But Orange Cassidy gets the win here. So. Where's his lead? I don't know. I don't know if he was. I I thought Orange Cassidy was gone for a while, and we weren't gonna have to see him. And then he comes back, and now he's winning matches again. So, sure. um, Christian Cage comes out, um, and talks about he does another promo where he, hey, basically said he had upper management asked him to apologize for the remarks he made about Jungle Boy last week, especially his father, and he said that. He's sorry that Jungle's boy's entire family isn't dead, <laughs> except for his mother. And then he talks, you know. Um, and then he comes out and then he says, I requested a match tonight, which I didn't know he did. <laughs> and he says, but the match isn't for me. And then Luchasaurus makes his way with a new entrance, a new all black look, which signifies I'm a heel. Um, and then, uh, Luchasaurus takes on Serpentico, uh, and he beats him with a version of a snare trap, but he put a nerve hold on him, and he gets the win. There you go. And then he does a choke slam on the outside, which was nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Wardlow had a backstage segment. Uh, I guess Wardlow's still coming for that title. Yep. Uh, next week, apparently, they'll wrestle, and it'll be a street fight. Because we have to do a gimmick match every week. You know, Ryan, I I got a I got a feeling. Hear me out on this. I got a feeling that if ECW came back, 
back in the, I don't know, five years ago. And you knew it was ECW. And they had technical wrestling. And then they also had hardcore stuff. I feel like you would have been okay with it. Maybe. I don't know, but... ECW just didn't do gimmick matches, though. They just didn't have many rules. Well, yeah, but they're just, they have more rules here, so they have to have gimmick matches. I don't know. I just I think they're overdoing it. I, I, I enjoy a gimmick match occasionally, but, man, every week it's like, dude, we don't need to see a t- ladder match or street fight or a cage match or a whatever every week. Like... I, I think Tony Khan played uh, the general manager mode back in the day. On, I'm uh, telling you, this is just, yeah. Team. And he's like, and he's like, you got to do this if you want to win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Max Caster and Gun Club come out. They're they're taking on Danhausen and apparently uh, two partners. And it's FDR and the roof fucking exploded. Yeah, FDR and, are so over. Yeah, and. Uh, and Dan Housen, when he came out, he said, I think I found two guys that are pretty good at the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dan this match- Housen picks up the win here, right? Yes. Uh, How do you feel about that? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but uh, Anthony Bowen's got out of his wheelchair. Um, he had his and uh, he's one of my he's one of my favorites. He'll be coming back after the match. Gun Club and the Acclaim start to argue. Um, Billy Gunn shoves his own son to the mat, and he stays with the acclaim, which hmm. is weird. I don't know what that's heading to. I here's I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to lead to Billy Gunn. What I I assume the acclaim are going to turn face eventually. They're so yeah, over think, anyway. I, I think Billy Gunn's working them, and and this is going to be the Gun Club going after them, and then. Uh, they claim to end up coming out faces, which is probably a good thing because the crowd cheers them anyway. Yeah, they already say all their uh, sayings anyway, including the scissor me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then Jay Lethal and his people show up, and basically they challenge Samoa Joe to a television match at the upcoming ROH pay-per-view. Mm. There we go. Uh, we had Jay Cardgill defend her TBS title against some chick. Uh, she won very easily. This was sloppy. This yeah. was not good. She is not just some chick, Ryan. Oh, sorry. She is the RO, uh, the OVW women's champion. Oh. Oh, well. They sure did a good job of selling her as a wrestler because uh, I had no idea who she was. Uh, Jade beat her very quickly. Um, and then basically she grabs a mic. And uh, says she's tired of everyone moaning. She says Stokely to get her some real competition. Um, then he Stokely says that Chris Statlander and um, Athena are not overlooked. They're just lazy. <laughs> they both appear. They start attacking them. But then Layla Gray, who was just beat by Jade Cargill, throws Athena off the ropes, allowing the group to get to get on top. But then Jade just kind of pushes her away. So I don't know what this was. I, yeah, I think uh, I think Stokely was trying to get her to be uh, be a baddie, be a baddie, and I think uh, I think uh, Jade kind of said, "Yeah, fuck that." So, but in, in storyline, what about this? Did he see in her to be like, "Yeah, you're worthy"? 
I think they were just outnumbered or they or they were getting beat up. So he was like, ah, she's out here. Fuck it. Let's try to I coax mean, she, her into it. She got her ass kicked. <laughs> very true. Very true. But she got like no offense in at all. <laughs> um, then the Young Bucks were emo. Um, yeah, they, all, all their, their friends, friends are, are gone. <laughs> uh, they have no friends. Even Brandon Cutler's not there. Um, the only uh, friends they have are the AEW Tag Team titles. Yeah. So I guess they're going to put them on the line against Yoshihashi and Goto. Well, they said that Yoshihashi well, and Goto have to beat them at Rampage for uh, first to earn a shot because man. they're not they're not technically, you know, they're not AEW wrestlers, so they don't have an AEW record. So they're saying they have to beat the champs to get a shot at the champs. Oh, so that sounds so. like WWE. Um, beat also, the to get a shot. <laughs> Uh, since we're talking about your guy got this going on, they did hint at something in this promo, Ryan. Oh, did they? Because I kind of right, don't. I kind of zoned out. <laughs> I know, but basically, when they said they had no friends, one of the bucks—I don't remember which one—was saying, "Well, we do have," and then the other guy cut him off. So I'm wondering if maybe they're hinting that maybe Hangman Page is their friend again, or maybe Omega's and, coming back, or maybe Omega might be. Ah, oh, hey, hey, good segue. Because uh, it, uh, Omega uh, was, I can't remember if it was on a, I think it was on one of his streams or something. I guess he yeah, streamed. It, it was either on a stream or it was, uh, yeah, he was on, yeah, he was on, it was on Twitch. And uh, people were asking him about his injuries and when he would come back and stuff. And he said, I mean, he could have just been having a bad day. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got you got yeah. a shitload of rehab to go through. Sometimes, you know, you do that, you feel depressed, and you're like, "Fuck, I don't even want to do this no more." Yeah, and that may have been the case, but he said that people, you know, have high expectations for him, and he said that right now he's trying to just make some things work that don't that 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 used to work that he you know he's got to make them work just to function. And he said, if, if I can't even get them to work to do normal things, how the hell am I supposed to wrestle at the level I was wrestling at before? So he said he might not even wrestle again. This could be yeah. it for him. Yeah, the exact quote was, if I get another major setback, that's it. I'm done because I can't do this ever again. Yeah, apparently rehab's been pretty rough on him. Yeah, and he's he said that I think scary. he's rehabbing like I think he's rehabbing like three different injuries. So yeah, he well, he's doing he's doing rehab three times a day. He said, I um, mean, he it's actually scary to think about if it's if it's hurting this much to do rehab. He said, "What's it going to feel like when I'm actually back in the ring?" Um, exactly. So yeah, I I mean, I, look, I would be a fool to say, oh, I I don't want him to ever come back. Um, it sucks that he's going through this and that, you know, he had apparently been injured the entire, his entire like AEW run. Yes. Yes. He um, was injured before he got signed. Yeah. So goddamn dude, like hats off to Omega for doing that. Cause he obviously didn't have to, like he could have took time off and got healed before he started wrestling again. Um, yeah. I can't imagine all the injuries he had and everything that stacked up and, he yeah, it's got to be right. that, but the, the the vertigo alone. He is vertigo. Yeah, to be able to see, know where you're at in the ring and to still do some of the stuff he does with vertigo, which vertigo might not impact him all the time. I just happen every once in a while. You never know. 
Yeah, he could be on but, in the middle of the ring and then start suffering from it. So yeah, so I mean that's that's not a good thing to have when you're a pro wrestler. No. Um that da- endangers him and the, his opponent. So yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll come back or not. We spent a little time on this because this is big news. It's AEW's top guy. Uh, and, uh yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Um speaking of could have just been a bad day. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Hopefully, he has a different mindset. Like I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan, but I hate to. I always hate to see people like this and may never. They don't get to go out in their own terms. Um, you know, like I may not be a fan of the guy, but I'm a. I gotta respect his willingness to wrestle through all these injuries, and I hope he comes back just for his own, for his good, for his safety, and for his sake. You know, like I hope he comes back and is able to wrestle again because I couldn't imagine what he would go through if he could never wrestle again. Um, speaking of injuries, um, reportedly Adam Cole's concussion at uh, Forbidden Door was very, very serious. Um, he's oh, also God. still injured from his torn labrum that he never had surgery. So he's going to be off probably for a while. If not, if he doesn't do surgery, he's going to have to rehab the torn labrum, but he can't do any of that until his concussions cleared up. So they already don't have punk. Danielson's out. Omega's out. Jungle boy's out. O'Reilly's out. Fish is out. Fish is out. Apparently buddy Matthews is also injured. Um, it's a tough blow, man. Yeah. Tough blow. If he, if he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. So, and then, as we find out later in the Blood and Guts match, we have another injury. Yeah, let's get to the Blood and Guts match. This was your main event. It's about an hour of the show. The Blackpool Combat Club with Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. We start off this match with Sammy Guevara almost breaking his neck, and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sammy kept jumping and running away, and like Cesaro, well, Claudio was just throwing him around the ring. <laughs> like it was, yeah, he was tossing him everywhere. Um, Daniel Garcia was the first one in for the Jericho Appreciate Society. Um, Claudio immediately caught him <laughs> with an uppercut. <laughs> um, yeah. This match was all over the place. Uh, it's to be expected. Yes. Um, so we had everybody coming in. Um, what I didn't like was that Angelo Parker and the other one, like mm-hmm. these two jobbers are in there beating up the world champion. Well, to be fair, they didn't beat him up for long. No, because, because at, at one point the Blackpool combat club was just destroying the Jericho society. Like right before Jericho came in, they had, you know, it was like, yeah, they had the advantage, but they really didn't because they were just beating the shit out of them. And John Moxley came in and he brought a whole arsenal of weapons with him. Yeah. He had like a, uh, a, what was that? A barbed wire bat or whatever. Yeah. But then he had like a bag full of knives and he had a bag full <laughs> of glass. And, yeah. and they had two bags full of, uh, or like four bags full of, uh, thumbtacks yeah but he had, he had this fork and he I, I think he literally cut everybody open yeah he was just walking around with a fork cutting people open um, which is insane but so we had 
Santana, who came into the ring, I think did about two moves and then was out. Yeah, um, he it appears something. he like blew his knee out or something. Um, we're not 100% not no words down on what the actual injury was, but it was an apparent it was a leg injury because he couldn't stand. Um, so this was Man. basically made this a five versus four match. Or six versus how many people were in this match? Six on six? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was six on six. Jesus Christ. So it became a six on five match. So the last two men in were Eddie and Jericho. Jericho came in and was kind of soaking it all in because everybody was down. And then Eddie came in with a kendo stick and was just walking and smacking members of the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> One of the funniest visuals I've ever seen in a wrestling match. <laughs> it just boom, boom, boom. Um, there was a point where was it Jericho? Who was dragging the other guy through the damn tax? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I think Jericho was dragging somebody. Jericho was dragging Moxley around in the thumbtacks and then locked on the walls of Jericho on the thumbtacks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gene Kingston walked up with a bunch of thumbtacks and threw them in Jericho's face. Yeah. This match was insane. Um, Freaking... Uh, Hager took a nasty table bump in between the rings. Yeah. That was nasty. So then we ended up getting outside because they always get outside in these matches. One thing I didn't understand was if this match could end outside the ring, which is what we saw happen, then why were the doors locked? Because they get outside because T Conti ends up taking the key and opens the door to allow them out. But if the match can end outside then why was the door needed to be locked in the first place? Yeah. But anyway, they get upside. Um, Jericho and Kingston go up. Skavara's up there as well. Eddie ends up throwing Skavara off the roof through a, quote, table. I mean, it was the softest table I've ever seen. But it was <laughs> it's thrown off of it. Here's the thing, Ryan. You know, you complain about AEW being dangerous, which I, I I will say they go hard, they do crazy shit, so they are dangerous. Yeah, but WWE when they do these spots, they don't use crash pads. Like Kevin Owens flew through a desk off a table, off the top off of a ladder, cell. about seventy feet high. Yeah, yeah. Freaking Shane Man flew off of a cell through a desk. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some crazy shit. Yes, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. For Adam's credit, yeah, they take care of them when they do this crazy shit. But I just, again, I'm not expecting them to jump off a fucking cage through a table. But when it's a zoomed-in shot, and you can tell it's not a, you know what I mean? It kind of takes me out of the immersion. Everything else in this match was fucking brutal, and then it's the same thing as Jericho last year, where it's like, I don't know what I want. I obviously didn't want Sammy Guevara to go through an actual table from that high. He would have died. <laughs> so I don't know if he would have died. He'd probably have been like Shane McMahon, you know. Mm, worse. Um, so then Jericho and Kingston come up there. Claudio makes his way. Claudio does a giant swing on top of the roof, and I thought he was gonna step off. I I, I was having a panic attack. <laughs> I was, <laughs> oh my god. Um mm -hmm. Matt Menard comes up there to make the save. He is busted open completely. Um, Kingston has Jericho in a submission while Claudio also has Menard in a, in a submission. I love this ending 
The match itself, I did not really care for, but the ending I loved because Menard ends up tapping. So Kingston is happy his team wins, but he's upset because he didn't make Jericho tap. Right. And so there's a little bit of tension there between Kingston and Squadio, which apparently I love. The apparently it, they feuded back in the day anyway, so yeah. they're still, you know. I love the ending because it leads to a potential feud between them. And but so I love the ending. The ending was perfectly done. The match itself was just a cluster fucking, and it was net, just a brawl. And I, my feelings on brawls are I, I don't like brawls. So, but um, I don't know what you think. <laughs> it, I, I like you know I, you know what you're getting when you're going into one of these matches because you know you can say it's a bad thing for AEW to do them I and it's an AEW thing, but really technically it's this was started in WCW. And uh, well, NWA for that matter, probably, and and they 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 did the same shit. You know, it was just utter madness, just brawls. The match didn't really feel like a match. It didn't. It wasn't pretty. It's not meant to be pretty. No, it's not. Yeah. So, so I mean, we knew what we were getting into. So for what it was, what they meant, it, it did its job, and I and I liked it. Um, I did not. I it sucks that. Uh, Santana got hurt and it sucks yeah. that, you know, it sucks that, uh, that he didn't get to show what he could do. And I, yeah. I, I really feel bad for that team because I think their contract is coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And I, I, I did see a, did see a statement that Ortiz or Santana, one of them, they're both or one of their contracts is up. So. Yeah. I, I honestly could see them just saying adios because you know, they when they first came in, they were a big deal. Yeah, and we thought maybe they were they were a shoe in to win those titles, either mm-hmm. either to be the first champions or to win them early. And we're three years in; they still haven't had their hands on those belts. They haven't even been in the title picture. And now he's hurt. They just keep put getting put in these group things, and I I feel like they're probably just gonna walk. So. To update this story, Santana point posted um, in April. He tweeted 126 days, which is September 1st, which is around the time his contract with AEW expires. Um, Sean Ross Sapp suggested that there there could be some issues between Santana and Ortiz because they haven't tagged together since February. Right. Like a straight tag team match. But also... And I didn't notice this until I look at it. They don't stand with each other anymore. Like they, True. they, they're never really on screen together, and they don't really interact with each other much anymore. Now right. that could all be a play, and it, it could be storyline because AEW likes to blur the lines between real and um, they take their real life stuff and turn it into storylines with AJF. True. So that, that could all just be, and then they do these long term booking. AEW does. So this could all just be a long term booking thing. Or it could be something Santana and Ortiz are doing for fun, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But uh, Santana, so yeah, September 1st, so who knows? Maybe he is going to leave. I don't know if Ortiz, I would assume they have a similar deal. Yeah. Because they both signed together. But they have been, yes, uh, LAX, Santana Ortiz, whatever you want to call them. Pride, proud and proud and powerful, whatever you want to call them. They, I mean, I was never a huge, I was never a huge fan of them. I wasn't even a huge fan of when they were dominating an impact. I just, I'm not a fan of them per se. I don't like their tag team style and I don't, 
I'm not a big fan of them. But, but kayfabe wise, you know, they were a big deal coming in. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I feel like they've definitely been the pro them and probably the Lucha brothers too, to a degree. Yeah. have been the biggest, uh, flops of AEW. They're the most, I would say underused. Absolutely. Um, because like, yeah, they had all this hype. Everyone was like, Oh man, can you imagine they're going to do right? Proud and powerful versus the, the, uh, the young bucks FTR. and they're going to be young bucks and FTR and they're going to be in the title picture. They've never been in the title picture at all. Uh, maybe once or twice, but it's so like it, not they've been long. with Jericho this whole time. And then now they're, they're still involved with Jericho. Yeah. They, they, I they thought maybe once they, away. I thought once they broke away, they'd get their moment and they still haven't had their moment. So I can understand them leaving and him, you know, them not wanting i mean they haven't been used at all so <laughs> yeah i don't i don't blame them so it'll be interesting to see where are they if they go back to impact maybe they go to to mexico i mean yeah um, all right speaking of impact let's go to impact Ryan. yeah so impact um they actually had a show on thursday but they're having a pay-per-view i guess friday night I think it's a one of their special. specials on there. Yeah, yeah, it's no something. I don't dude, all their shows. I can't remember what they're fucking. But yeah, so we'll talk about their favorite show, and then on Monday we'll talk about their show uh, against all odds on Friday. So, yeah, it used to be a big pay per view for them, but now it's just a little special that they show on opposite SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna work out well. Uh, so we kicked off the show in a fatal four way match. The winner will battle Mikey, Mike, Mikey, Mike Bailey for the Impact Exhibition title at Against All Odds. This is Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Laredo Kid, and Steve Macklin. Um, this was a fatal four way, so you know it was insane and it was uh all over the place. And uh, Trey Miguel, the former champion, picks up the win here, um, to go to Against All Odds to take on Mike Bailey for the Exhibition Championship. So what happened with uh, okay? I, I've I, apparently I missed something. Did Mike Bailey win this? Mike Bailey won the Ultimate X. Okay, so that's how Ace Austin lost the title. Yes, that's a bunch of again. Crap. Ace Austin had like a fucking two week reign. Like, yeah, I don't understand why they keep doing that to him. <laughs> they give him something, and then they immediately like take it away. Yeah, I think he's I don't think he's actually signed a deal with New Japan, but man, I hope he does. He'd get used way better over there, probably. Yeah. I, I did you watch any of the best of the super juniors? I did not. I saw highlights, but I didn't really watch. Yeah, because apparently he'd put on a good showing in that. So huh. let's hope good? that gets him gets him something down the line because he's 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 awesome. So then the next matchup on the show, we had Giselle Shaw versus Rosemary. Rosemary, one half of the women's ta knockouts tag team champions. Uh, Giselle Shaw is trying to uh, join the influence uh, to take. She's trying to take uh, <clears throat> the injured uh, other ones. Madison Rain. Madison Rain. She's trying to take her spot. Um, Tennille Dashwood. Sends Valkyrie into the steel steps, 
which is kind of a kind of gets uh, Rosemary distracted. Rosemary goes for the spear. Shaw countered with a pump knee strike to get the win. And so Giselle Shaw wins. And so maybe that was her, uh, maybe that was her, her interview. Maybe she passed the test. Maybe she'll um, join the team. So who knows? This show, man, it, I'm telling you what, this show, it is. If you miss a week, you're fucking lost completely. I'm just going to I'm telling you, like I said, I forgot about the Mike Bailey thing and I was completely lost. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we had the new knockouts champion, Jordan Grace versus Savannah Evans. Uh, Grace dominates this match pretty much. Um, and then uh, she hits the muscle buster for the win. <clears throat> so speaking of Jordan Grace, uh, a little bit more news here. Uh, apparently her name was spotted on this list of, uh, of tracks that this guy does for AEW. And like, he just, they, they just saw the, like on the, on there, you can see Cesaro and all the other guys that people have, but Jordan Grace's name is listed. Hmm. Don't know what that means. If it means anything at all, but kind of interesting. Weird. Um, then we had the Good Brothers versus PCO and Vincent for the Impact World Tag Team titles. Uh, typical tag team match involving the Good Brothers here. They get the win. Anderson with a roll-up. Monday Night Roll-Up has invaded Impact now. Anderson gets the win out of the match. Honor No More beats down the Good Brothers and James Storm, who was out with the Good Brothers. But Chris Harris runs down, and he gets in. And then um, Heath returns from injury again uh yeah he hands harris a steel pipe and the two of them uh use the pipes take out honor no more um they all start celebrating and basically this leads to the announcement that they're doing a match at uh this upcoming show against all odds it's gonna be the good brothers america's most wanted and heath so yes chris harris is gonna make his return to the ring nathan Oh God! Um, they're going to take on Honor No More. I keep forgetting that the Good Brothers are apparently good guys now. Yeah. Um, they were wary. Apparently, the backstage Harris said that he wanted to be on the team, and uh, they said he's retired. And he goes, "You know what? I know what people are telling me, but I'm going to do this anyway." And so they revealed he is now a part of the team. So he's going to get hurt. Yep. All right. Uh, Ace Austin, the former. Impact knockout or exhibition champion takes on Alex Zane. Very good match. Alex Zane is insane, and I can't believe that WWE fired him. Um, he's old, Ryan. He's old. Yeah. Oh, he's thirty something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Austin and Zane had a very good match. Um, Ace Austin though gets the win, hits yes. the fold, and gets the win. So there you go. Back, maybe he's back on the trajectory to get another shot at the exhibition title. <laughs> Probably that's usually the way he goes. It'll be a tournament or something. And then your main event, Chris Saban takes on a Kazarian. Basically, this so is I a match. Two thousand four. Yes, they mentioned that last week. Kazarian basically challenged him to a match and said, "I we're finally going to settle who is the better of the two." Um, they have a match between them. I mean, if you watch one match, they they hit all their hits. They did everything that they normally do. Um, 
uh, Chris Saban hits two cradle shocks and gets the win. And then they Jeez, hug. Two cradle shocks? Yeah. And they hug afterwards? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then they win. And then uh, they go off the air with them hugging and holding hands on. So, so then they're leading to uh, against all odds. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that on Monday or Tuesday. All right. Let's go to NXT UK, huh? NXT UK, the show that exists in its own world for a little bit. Now we've got a bunch of people from everywhere on his show, and I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah. This show's all over the place. So we start off with Blair Davenport. She's back. That means she's going to win that belt. She made her return to the ring against Angel Hayes, which is, again, the porn star. Uh, Uh. Angel gets a little bit of offense in, but this was basically Blair Davenport's return match, so you knew how this was going to go. Um, she hits the Falcon Arrow to get the win, and maybe, yeah, maybe she's going to come back and get her title shot again and take the title. Um, then we had a backstage segment where basically Mark Coffey challenged Noam Dar to an NXT UK Heritage Cup championship match. That's going to happen. Um, Shaw Samuels basically put 100 to 1 odds that Mark Coffey will not win. Um, and then all the wrestlers around were taking the bet, and um, no one was like, so no one's going to bet on me? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, we had another women's match. Amelia McKenzie versus Fallon Henley, who's, you know, from NXT. She's, she's along with NXT UK Tag Team Champions, so I guess they're all just over here now. All the time. Mm, great. Drinking at the pubs. You know, I think they realized that NXT UK just roster was like 20 people. And so they were like, we might need to bring some NXT people over just to fill this roster out a little bit. <laughs> because I don't know. Uh, they're all over the place over here. Um, and kind of, I would say this is kind of an upset. Uh, Fallon Henley gets the win. Yeah, very much of an upset, I think. Uh, but then they hugged afterwards. Yeah, McKenzie's kind of, uh, you know, the champion's, like, understudy. And so, yeah. like, it's weird to have, but she lost. So, Fallon Henley gets a huge win, which is crazy. Um, Mickey James a, wannabe. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, speaking of Shaw Samuels, he wrestled Wolfgang in the next match. Mm-hmm. Shaw Samuels doesn't get to wrestle very much. No, he doesn't. He's actually um, pretty good, though. He is. This was a good match, uh, but Wolfgang ends up picking up the win. Um, so Wolfgang wins. Um, and then we hear from Trent Segment, Trent Seven, uh, after he turned his back on his brother, his partner, uh, breaking up Mustache Mountain. Um, he comes out and basically, uh, it's the typical heel promo, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that. He says that uh, this is the the most important moment in British sports. Um, he <laughs> says he's going to uh, his Trent Seven is going to save the industry. <laughs> he says because of me, um, this place was dead, and now look at this place. Now it's the largest crowd in NXT UK BT sports history because I'm here. <laughs> oh boy! Um, he said that why did he do it? Why do you take down Tyler Bates? He's, he uh, basically says that we were the center of attention, British Strong Style, Mustache Mountain. We were selling mm-hmm. on every arena. We were doing everything. Um, but then he said, that, uh, I didn't change. Tyler changed. 
Uh, he said Tower of Bait lost his bottle. He lost his nerve. He lost the will to win. He goes, I've always had that. I've always, I never lost my killer instinct, but uh, Tyler Bate did. Sounds like we got the same Christian promo almost yeah. without the without the killing people part. Um, he also said something about hugging a tree at some point. I don't know what that was about. Um, <laughs> he also said that Tyler Bate's never coming back. He goes, he's never Damn. coming back because he lost the spirit. And he said, now I am British Strong Style and I am Mustache Mountain. And then All some right. plant jumped the ring. Uh, he got into it, and the guy jumped the rail, and then Trent Seven kicked him right in the nuts, and the show went off the air. <laughs> NXT UK is the best. I um, love this show so much. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of NXT, it's the last little news bit before we get into the predictions. Uh, Io Shirai mm-hmm. uh, has her her deals coming up real quick here, Ryan. It's like next month. Yeah, and uh, she hasn't been on TV in forever. Well. I- She's been injured, right? She's been injured. Um, I really don't see her getting called up. They should. They really should call her up. Her mm-hmm. and Oscar could tear it up. And, but they probably won't. And uh, she'll probably go back to stardom, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, she has informed people in Japan that she does plan on returning home to be close to the family. Uh, once her contract expires, which I mean, she's married, right? And so she probably hasn't the seen evil, her husband yeah. in fucking forever. I mean, it's probably been a long time since she's seen him. So I, I mean, she probably flies back. They only do two days, one day tapings or whatever. So she probably I mean, flies yeah, back home. But, um, so uh, she would be free to work wherever she wants. And once her contract is up Sorry. next month, so I would assume, yeah, probably starting stardom. Um, that's yeah, where all they no, all go. Man. Tell you what, though, if you had Io Shirai and freaking what was the chick that uh, and Kyrie, and Kyrie Sane available, what the? F- I mean, both yeah. those chicks are like the top women's wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Yep. And um, the fact that because they wrestle like dudes, like yeah. they wrestle, they they look just like pro wrestlers. They don't wrestle like women. And they're the top. And the fact that the, both of them are just walking out, it's like, dude, I get they want to be close to family, but you think WWE could have offered them something. I mean, shit, why would you let them go? See, here's the thing that the AEW is partnering with the wrong company in Japan. They need to partner with Stardom. Well, technically, they are. Because but technically, I'm- Bushi Road owns both of them they own well, stardom and they own new japan i need them to go get Kyrie because i miss seeing Kyrie on my tv and oh I miss my god dude Kyrie i don't want her there full time but they need to make a women's tag team belts in AEW, and then Kyrie and io shirai need to come and win those goddamn things i mean i miss seeing both of them on the tv screen and mm-hmm. i don't want them in AEW full time because it'd be the same situation in WWE where they'd get homesick and you know, but fly him in, let him wrestle every once in a while. Oh my God! I mean, you know what's AEW though? They don't have a, they don't have a, uh, they don't do house shows. Yeah, they don't do house shows. So I mean, they'd only have to be there one or two nights a week, and that's true. They fly they in for a, long, a day, and then it's a, long, it's a long flight home. But 
And with AEW also, they could just have them come in and then they could be off TV for a few weeks and not even be there. Yeah. You know, that's what they seem to do with these women. Yeah. So, so uh, could be interesting. Um, I might start watching Stardom more. I can't, I don't I, understand. I, mean, I know AEW doesn't need to sign any more people, but God dang, dude, you have both of the, I mean, I guess Kyrie Sane's already with Stardom, so you can't sign her, but man. I guess I, I need to start watching Stardom. I don't understand Japanese, and I probably won't have any idea what's happening over they don't there. Have a, they don't. They don't have commentators. Yeah, they had no commentators, so it'd be weird. But I know I need to start watching Stardom, just for Kyrie, and if especially if EO goes back. Yeah. Yeah. Big news there. I mean, let's face it. As much as I like Kyrie, uh, EO Shirai, she doesn't really fit in with the NXT UK, and if I. She should get called up. Like she should. She totally should. Should have been called up like last year or two years yeah. ago. Um, so, but maybe she didn't want to. I mean, she probably didn't want to do the travel. Well, I mean, they weren't traveling at that time, though. So you think they could have during the pandemic? Yeah. But yeah, it's a, that's crazy. I could I, if all I know is if I had two caliber, two people, two wrestlers that caliber. Yeah. Available, I would be. Throwing the throwing the Brinks truck at him. Uh, all right, let's get into these predictions here, Ryan. <sighs> all right, so we got money in the bank. Uh, as stated earlier in the show, Nathan is the reigning defending predictions champion as he won the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door predictions by one point, I mind you. So here we go again. If you don't know how this works. We will pick a winner of the match. We will assign a point total to that match. Uh, we only have six matches on this card, so it'll be one through six, so not a lot of points on the line in this one. Um, if you get the match right, you get the points. Most points wins. This is the weirdest card I may have ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm not sure how this is going to work. <laughs> this is going to be a... These money in the bank, ah, uh, pay-per-views are, they're always, I mean, here's the thing, they're always good. Like, their pay-per-views are not terrible, but the cards always look so, like, just unappealing. Well, the problem <laughs> is, if you just watch WWE pay-per-views, yeah, you'd be all right, but it, but the problem is, they don't follow up with these pay-per-views. The, the, the matches could surprise people. And you think they'd listen to the crowd and be like, wow, they're, they're really into this. But then the next week, they just they don't do nothing with it. Yep. So oh. here we go. We'll start off with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line as the Usos will defend against the Street Profits. Street Profits won a match at some point. They beat the Usos, I'm pretty sure, to earn a title shot or something like that. I don't remember what. I don't know how they became number one contenders. Are they? They won a, a match by countout or some shit. Yeah, yeah, they beat by countout. That's what it was. Yeah, yay! What a way to build them up as challengers. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a champion, Nathan, I will allow you to go first. Or you guys, I let you choose. You can go first for a second. I don't really care. Yeah, I'll go first. I. How many matches are are in the six? Show? Six. So again. We're not going to have near the amount of points that we had on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. <laughs> ah, man. I really don't see the Street Profits winning this thing. 
Uh, but I'm not going to make it my lock. I'll go four points. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. As much as this storyline between Roman and the Usos is getting out of hand with the, the reigns, they're not going to end it anytime soon. Um, they're both going to be on top for a while, I, I would say. Unless SummerSlam happens and someone cashes in on reigns, is the only way I see it ending. Usos have been champions for fucking, what, almost 400 days at this point? Yeah. Um, which is insane. Um, I love the Street Profits. This is going to be a fantastic match if they actually let them have a good match. But I'm in an agreement. Uh, Street Profits, are, I don't see them winning this match. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to one-up you by just one point and go five. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This has been built up of them just making fun of each other in terrible segments. Yeah, this is not good at all. What a build-up to a championship match, let me tell you. Um, apparently, Ronda is upset that she's a face. She wanted to be a heel, Nathan. Dudley <laughs> wouldn't let her. She I mean, said, the crowd cheers her, so I, I could see why they didn't want her. To she said that bit. she didn't enjoy her Royal Rumble win because she didn't like that the fans were cheering her. She wanted to be booed, and she wanted to be a heel. God damn it, WWE. Let her, like, she's so much better as a heel. She is. Because she's more, that's her more natural thing. She's cocky, and she's she thinks she's a badass. This whole smiling, I'm so happy to be here, Ronda Rousey, is, is boring. Right. She can't cut promos, but as a heel, she was a little better at cutting promos as a heel than as a face because she can kind of just let her, you know, natural self out. Um, all that said, Ronda is definitely winning this match. Yeah. I, I highly doubt Natalia is going to be the one to, um, to take out Ronda. So uh, Ronda's going to win. I'm, this is my walk. Six points. Uh, yeah, also six points for me. Yeah. Probably the only, I mean, most of these matches, some of these matches I could, you know, are going to be kind of walks for. Let's do the, so I guess these Money in the Bank matches only have seven people, which is weird. <laughs> it's usually, very, sometimes they do six in these things. Sometimes they do like freaking eight or nine. Yeah, we're doing seven apparently. Let's do the women's championship because I have a feeling this is probably going to get cashed in on the same night because that's what they've been doing the last three years in a row. So let's keep that tradition alive. <laughs> Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Oscar Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Man, so, I'll tell you what. It's hard to not go with Becky Lynch in this thing. It is. Because of the way that they've booked that where she just dominated yeah she won that battle royal or whatever that elimination match just yeah she's on a roll i mean i mean it makes sense i feel like she would cash in at SummerSlam and try to beat her in like a minute like she did the last time at SummerSlam because it is mm -hmm. the one year anniversary where she did that mm-hmm I just, yeah, I can't not. I, I, I'm Becky Lynch, two points. I can't go against her. It makes sense. My heart's telling me to go a different direction. And sometimes, you know, and I'm trying to become the champion. You got to take a little bit of risk. You, you got to go for it. 
Got to risk it to get the biscuit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say with Morgan. I I think she's been on, you know, she she's won a couple matches in a row. Um, she's been seemingly they're kind of pushing her a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she could, she's due for, you know, this would really help her out and really push her to the next limit. So I'm going to go with Morgan, but I only go one point because it's a ladder match of se- other seven people. Fuck if I know who's going to win this thing. Yeah. Singles match for the United States Championship Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Um, I, I'm just going to say Theory wins it four points. I, I really don't think Lashley's going to take this title, but you never know. Um, but to me, I thought they were going to head to a Theory John Cena match, but that it looks like it's not going to happen. So I don't know where this where Theory goes from here for SummerSlam. Uh, I still think that's going to happen. It might. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Theory three points. Yeah. Um, Bianca Belair versus Carmella for the Raw Women's Championship. Um. I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, they didn't really give me any choice but to go with Bianca in this match because, uh, you know, Carmella came out wanting respect and then she just got chased off like a little bitch. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, <laughs> gonna go uh, Bianca five points, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree. Um, this seems to be like these WWE pay per views are always very, I'm not going to say predictable, but they're kind of predictable. You know, a lot of these matches on this show, especially this, this with these B, like I thought Money in the Bank was like a big show, but it's basically a B show now. So, well, I think it was going to be a big show. They wanted it to but be. As soon as they didn't sell out nearly half of a stadium, they were like, well, yep, yeah, I guess screw this show. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, if, if, see, if this would have been the original match with Ripley, I probably would have went with Rhea. Right. But since it's Bel Air and it's Carmella, I uh, yeah, I have to agree with you and go Bel Air three points. And the, the men's Money in the Bank qualifying match, we did find out the final participant on SmackDown. Uh, it's Seth Rollins versus Drew Mac. Oh wait, sorry, Seth freaking Rollins, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and the final man who won a fatal four way on SmackDown, Madcap Moss. Interesting. Yeah. So SmackDown was a stupid show, by the way. Right. They start off with a battle royal between the men in the money in the bank and then Madcap, Miz, um, Corbin, and Ezekiel. They had a battle royal for no reason, which was won by Baron Corbin. So you would think he would earn a shot in the title in the money in the bank match. But then they make a fatal four way and then Madcap Moss wins that. So Madcap. What the hell? Uh, anyway, that's your seven for the men's money in the bank. Madcap's a weird choice. And I don't know where they go with this. Because there's a couple scenarios where it could be interesting either way, right? Right. Rollins wins. It's basically the story is he's going to, he's going to want to recreate the WrestleMania moment. Right. Riddle wins. You have the potential for Riddle to, he can never win the title. He never faces. Champion with Roman Reigns, but if he's money in the bank, 
he still gets that match whenever he wants. So that's right. interesting. But I think the most interesting storyline is Sami Zayn, who is, according to him, uh, I mean, he's like a member of the bloodline, essentially. And so he's saying that if he wins, he's just going to hold on to the title. But then you could have the whole him teasing a cash in and, and he, he's going to think about doing it and he could cash in. And so a lot of interesting scenarios could come out of this match. And then you had the boring ones of McIntyre, Sheamus, Omos, and Madcap. Three out of seven, though, ain't bad. <laughs> so I don't know where they head. There's a lot of interesting things that could come out of this match, and there's a lot of storylines that could go down that could be fun, but at the same time, I I just don't know where they're going to go here. I, I, think, I think the way they should go is Riddle. Oh, yeah, he's so over, dude. They, they're going to they're gonna do what they always do and blow it. They, they're oh, not yeah, they're capitalize. Not, they, they, should, they need to strike while the iron is hot with Riddle. Don't wait for that freaking rock match that you're waiting for. You need to strike now That's the with most, Riddle. That's the thing you need to do is Riddle win it and cash it on Roman, and Riddle yep. becomes champion. Yeah. I just don't think that's the, the way they're heading. But then you also got the Cody factor that they've started up here. See, we got three factors, Ron. We got... And they all center around Roman Reigns. Yep. Because you got Cody who wants to win that belt for his dad. Mm -hmm. But he's not going to be back until at least after Royal Rumble. Yeah. I got a question for you. He wrestled a Hell in a Cell match Mm -hmm. with a torn peck. Yep. What's going to prevent him from Brock Lesnar in this thing, coming down, climbing a ladder, and grabbing that briefcase. I mean, technically, two good arms to climb a ladder. I mean, technically, I guess nothing's stopping him. Yeah. Would the crowd react to that though? Would they boo, or would uh, they cheer? That's a, that's kind of a heel thing to do, right? Very much so. But but it's cool. What if? What if? What if one of the participants gets taken out? Hear me out here. Little little fantasy book in here, Ryan. <laughs> Drew McIntyre totally has a shot. He he's he's already said that he's gonna fight Roman at Clash at the Castle. Uh, Clash at the goddamn castle. What a stupid <laughs> name for people. So if he's gonna do that, he yeah. doesn't need to be in this match. No. What if the Usos take him out? I was thinking Madcap gets taken out, but that works too. Or that. One of them gets taken out, Ryan. And then it wouldn't look as bad. Because Rhodes wouldn't be the one that took him out. And then there's a spot open. So then he comes down and wins that thing. Wouldn't look as bad. Crowd probably cheer for that. Yeah. I'm going Cody Rhodes one point for this, Ryan. (laughs) Boy. Off the wall, pulling out all the stops with the title. I mean, look, it very and I mean, yeah, obviously the torn peck is a real thing. I, I'm not gonna say it's fake. It's but not fake. If he wrestled with it and he's already had the surgery and his arm's not in a sling because his promo on Raw, he's not in a sling. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have too much energy to climb a ladder. And if everybody's down, yep. And there's no chance of him like getting hurt. I mean, 
no one's in the ring. Like everybody's taken what if, out. What if one person is left, Ryan? And there's Rollins. And that one person is Seth Rollins, and he's about to win this thing. And Cody comes down and tips the ladder over with one arm. With sending 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 Seth Rollins through a table or something. And Cody Rhodes climbs that thing and wins. What that. if it's a moment where he just comes down and does that and doesn't want to climb? And then the crowd's just like, hey, do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then he just does it. I think it's I think it's a possibility. It is a possibility. It, it very well could happen. And that um, may be why they had you know. Matt Riddle lose to Omos and not make him look so over so the crowd doesn't expect him to win. Like, I don't know. Um, You did say, mention Drew McIntyre. It has been widely, like, on SmackDown where, like, it's weird that, like, they don't want, right, they don't want him in the match, like Roman and all them. So, if they see him as a threat. So, yeah, they could take him out. And which That's would lead it. to that match at Clash of the Castle. Mm-hmm. Very well it all because fits together, my friend. Because then he's like, and then Cody can still make a bunch of promos every week. He's yeah, got that briefcase. You, you don't have to like. He, it's weird because it's like he's injured, and they're saying he's not going to be back. But he even said this will be a little foreshadowing too. He even said on his promo on Raw that they're telling me nine months, but I don't intend to be long, gone that long. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> Holy shit! You know what? If this doesn't happen, we need to be in charge because this that you, that that's a it all intertwines and it works. It's not just out of nowhere either. It would all make sense. Yep. Which and is so poor Matt Riddle will be left out of the you know. Yeah. Bit. I still think Orton's coming back before that. I don't think he's as injured as I think it's all storyline. Well, he's injured. If but he I does, think okay, so if he does come back, Orton and Riddle. If Orton does come back. Will he turn on Riddle? Because Riddle's been using his finisher yes. this whole time. I think it would be Riddle. Orton would be pissed that even with Orton gone, now he's using the RKO and he's still using his name to get over. Right. I think it would be the storyline there. Is we're it not all, even a team anymore, works. yet you're still using me to get more over with the fans. Yep. You can't get over on your own, so you're using me to get over. It all works. Um, with all that said... That is a great fan piece of fantasy booking, potentially real booking. I'm just going with Sami Zayn because I think if the Rhodes thing doesn't happen, then the Sami Zayn storyline of him being in the bloodline, somewhat in the bloodline, and having that briefcase is the best story that could come out of this. <laughs> because then every week, Sami Zayn could tease cashing it in. And it's like, oh, I'm just joking, champ. I, I, I acknowledge you. You're not going to do it. And then eventually, the fans, if Sami Zayn is, is holding that belt for this long, you know, eventually the fans are going to be like cheering for Zayn. And yeah. they're going to get on his good side because they're going to be like, dude, you, like, he could try to help Reigns out when Reigns gets knocked out or something. And then Zayn and the crowd's like, do it, do it, do it. I mean, it could be a face turn for Zayn. They got they got some good things coming out of this. Even though WWE's been pretty crappy with their booking lately, this is this but is this is something that could work. If they put it on Rollins just to recreate a moment, that's I don't want that. No, nobody wants that. McIntyre, as you said, doesn't need it. 
because he's already got a shot, apparently. Almost and Madcap ain't winning it. Almost and Madcap ain't. Sheamus has been a tag team wrestler for three years. And I don't, that would just be a, that would be, a, and Madcap and Sheamus are both kind of the same. It'd just be a, giving it to him as a like, shocker. Personally, personally, I picked, I picked, I picked Rhodes, but personally, Riddle would be my pick. Riddle I want is, him to win that fight. Yes. For me, Riddle is the one that I want to win. And then you could still do, like, what if it's, I don't know, if they just say, oh, you, you, he's only going after one of the belts. I don't know how you would do it. But if he beat Roman Reigns, then you then you then that would fuel the fire even more for Roman or for Andy Orton. Yeah. Well, you could have, and to get away from that, you said only one of the belts. You could have Roman just say, oh, I, I didn't say it was for both titles. It was only for whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he could still keep one. And that way you go back to having two champions, which they should have never got rid of, even though I, I want them to get rid of it. But now seeing how they're booking it, I need them both back. <laughs> they don't know how to do just one champion, apparently. I kind of want Riddle to win the Rumble. I don't know. I don't I know. We'll, if, we'll, we'll, if, we'll get there when we get there, I if guess. If Cody doesn't win Money in the Bank, I'm 100% banking on him winning Rumble. Right. So, if he's again, I don't know, man, but you've just got me excited for something that's probably not even going to happen. So, <laughs> I'm very hyped up for this interview now because I want to see if Cody Rhodes actually wins this thing. <laughs> man, uh, I didn't expect this to go into a fantasy booking, but uh, that was, I tell you what, if that happens, you heard it here first. Uh, give us credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, there you go. Those are our predictions for the unpredictable money in the bank. Um, anything can happen. Who knows who's going to win these matches? It's always a decent pay-per-view. Um, money in the bank has been squandered as of late in WWE. So maybe they can turn it around this year with, these, with this, this this year. I doubt it, but maybe. They just don't know how to book two people with the briefcases. Like they always right. have to have one cash in super early because they just don't know how to make two long reigns. <laughs> it's like we can't have two people with briefcases running around. Um, but thank you. That is gonna wrap up episode six of high scores and high spots. Again, you can check this out wherever you listen to podcasts, but you can also listen to it on Good Pods. We are not sponsored. I just really like this app and I really um enjoy it so if you're listening on good pods you can hit, give us a little share uh we truly appreciate you sharing us around um you can follow us on twitter tiktok instagram and youtube at sabri ent for uh live tweets i will be live tweeting during money in the bank so follow me on twitter for all the updates there um that's gonna wrap it up thank you for listening for nathan i am ryan reminding you to always hit your spots and set your scores Later.